the second episode of Working Title, but uh, Talking Iron Maiden, the podcast of the Beast with Nesbitt and Taylor. I like the podcast of the Beast. The podcast of the Beast is good. Um, yeah, 666 download or something, I don't know. But Talking Iron Maiden is good because it also, uh, it's right in the title. Podcast of the Beast might be a little harder to find, I don't know. Oh yeah, that's true. As a I, subtitle. It, it, it works. Talking Iron Maiden, Podcast of the Beast. It'll probably be completely different when we post this, but that's the journey we're taking. So we're back today. We're going to break through a bit of news. We're going to talk about a few other stuff, update ourselves on our itinerary from uh, for next summer. And First, I think we should start uh, off with a beer. Yeah. yeah, a trooper. A trooper beer. With a Book of Souls bottle cap. Oh, nice. Uh, was that intentional or was that just no, accidental? They have random ones in each one. So. Ran- random, okay. Yeah, it would. everybody's like, oh, they're... They don't even drink. They just add this as After Effects. No, this is actual. This is a course light, people. It's a <laughs> course light. Um, yeah, so lots has happened since then. And I, I can tell you the one big takeaway for me, uh, Nesbitt, since we did the last podcast, man, I've just been listening to Maiden like crazy. Steady Belt. I've been listening mostly to like Bruce Dickinson solo albums because I got all those on. Well, I got that vinyl box that I mentioned last time. <sighs> And uh, there's a bunch of albums there that I hardly have ever listened to. Like, there's one called Skunk Works, which I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever listened to. And uh, I've been listening to those a lot. Yeah, I also did a run-through of all of um, the vinyls that I could have, don't have. And what surprised me is I have the Power Slave vinyl. You gave me that, didn't you? Yeah, I was I think downstairs. I, did. I, dug, yeah. I was like, oh, I have Power Slave. I didn't I had the remastered one. And uh, The Number of the Beast. Yeah, and Book of Souls, too. Oh, yeah, Book That's of Souls as well. I have Matter Life Death, and I right. have the live chapter. I have all these, right. but these are ones I didn't know I had. Um, so I'm up to seven or eight now. So Did I'm you get a live chapter after? Uh, yeah, it arrived. Okay. I haven't played it yet. I've got my new vinyl player. Now it's going to be open to Christmas, so I'll have a good listen through. Have awesome. you listened to yours? Or? Yeah, I've listened to it a bunch. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I've just played through the MP4. So you wanted to start off, you have some news. Oh, yeah, so... News to me. Uh, there was an interview that I watched on some website. I can't remember. And it was uh, Bruce Dickinson. And uh, he was talking about If Eternity Should Fail, that song. Yeah. And he said that was written... Because remember when we were we were going moose hunting? Yeah. And we were driving, and we were listening to Book Souls, and that song came on. And we are like, yeah. what's he talking about? All this, like, my name is Necropolis. Yeah, the ending the, there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there's all that. And we're like, what does this have to do with anything? Yeah. So I found out what that's all about. It was, a, Bruce wrote that and demoed it with that guy, Roy Z, that he wrote, writes his solo albums with. Yeah. And he had a demo that sounds almost exactly like that. And he brought that to Steve Harris for the first song on the album. And Steve oh. decided to use it. And then Bruce, in the interview, Bruce was like, uh, this doesn't really make any sense. This is part of like, <laughs> this is to set up a, a, a concept album. Yeah. Whatever. And Steve Harris is like, oh, there's a bit in there about souls. It's all good. So It's all good. <laughs> like, yeah, because makes... it doesn't really make a lot of sense, right? Yeah. What he says, you know, he was like, humanity's not, I forgot. So he's alive once, you know, it's, you know, what is his sons are filled with his bile. Yeah. You know, it, eternity is a short time. It's, it's uh, an interesting, but it fits in, you know. Right. Really. So anyway, that was for Bruce's solo concept album. So Bruce says he's taking it back and he's yeah. going to still use that for a solo. That's going to be his song. He's coming up with another solo album. Really? And uh, that it's going to be a concept album based around that, and that's the first song. What's the motivation on that? Like, will you step back on that? Is that in any way a slight on the band? Is that in any way you feel that you can't creatively express yourself, or is it just you want to do something? I mean, Brand Bruce is so strong anyway. He's so independent. You know, yeah. he's got. What is the drive there? I don't know. I guess maybe he has stuff that he doesn't think is like 
suitable for Iron Maiden, or maybe he doesn't think it's Iron Maiden enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe he just has, like, this idea for a concept album, and he knows that, like, if he brings it to Maiden, it's going to turn into something else, and maybe he wants to keep doing it. So he has more creative control. Yeah. Anyway, at the end of the interview, the guy asked him, he's like, so can we take it that there's going to be more Bruce Dickinson solo and also more new Iron Maiden? And he said, yes and yes. Excellent. But that also, that builds up your argument about the blaze that we talked about. Maybe we'll get into later. But about how there's a link there that he's okay with that ties in his independence. So the space is bigger than maybe just that myopic, simple maiden that I view. In other words, that there's an overlap between what Bruce is doing. Yeah. Even, and which is well, it's funny because this actually happened before with, uh, before, before no prayer came out, uh, Bruce was still in maiden and he had his first solo album came out and that all happened because he got approached to make a song for the nightmare in Elm, Elm street number five, the soundtrack for that. And that's when he wrote, bring your daughter to the slaughter. Yeah. With Yannick. Is it Yannick Cheers or Gears? I don't know. How to yeah. It. So with Yannick, he wrote that song. And uh, the same thing happened. Actually, I have that soundtrack on vinyl. Chris White Banger gave it to me. Okay. He had it I, He had it from a long time ago, and he gave it to me like last year. Yeah, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. I haven't heard that in a while. That's on Best of the Beast, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't yeah. It's on No Prayer, too. That's right, yeah. It's, but so, this it's is, so campy, yeah. The same thing happened where... Bruce was going to use that for the Tattooed Millionaire album. Oh, okay. But Steve Harris liked it, and they re-recorded it. A stripped-down version of it for uh, No Prayer for the Dying. Nice. And then he didn't use it on Tattooed Millionaire after. So and then that stripped-down sound is half the reason that, like, uh, Adrian left. And yeah. that's where Yannick came in, because Bruce brought Yannick in from working on that that's song right. and the solo album. So That's interesting. Anyway, that's twice that <laughs> Bruce Dickinson had a song for a solo album. The first song he wrote for the solo album that Steve Harris was like, make that into a maiden song. Bring it in. Yeah. yeah. That's that's interesting that they had that, you know, inclusive feel. And it's funny because, you know, we won't go into it now, but the early years uh, documentary, which I watched since the last podcast, I hadn't seen before. Maiden is such a fluid journey, really and truly, isn't it? Yeah. And that's why I like listening to the Bruce Dickinson stuff, because it's yeah. almost like Bruce goes off in one direction. Maiden goes off in one direction and yeah. like you see what they're doing at the same time. Mm. Like... He did Tattooed Millionaire, then he left Maiden and did Balls to Picasso, and, uh, which has that song. T- I, I have a mix, actually, I'm going to give you with like 10 songs I picked to get into Bruce Solo stuff. And it's got like Tears of the Dragon is the first song, and it's like amazing. Anyway, yeah. I'll give that to you after, and you can listen to it and talk about it next week. Uh, and then he did the, this album, Skunk Works. And then he did him, and he got together with that guy Roy Z again, and Adrian Smith, and did Accident of Birth. And uh, then he did The Chemical Wedding, which I think is like better than a bunch of Maiden albums. Like It's up yeah. there. It's really good. That's the only solo album I know, yeah. and that's uh, to me, is, is excellent. Like so, I said last time, we listened to that at the cabin. This is what I always think of when I listen to Chemical Wedding. is like Bruce and Adrian. Well, Adrian left, then Bruce yeah. left. And then Maiden got Blaze, and they did X Factor. Yeah. And then they had Virtual Eleven come out. Yeah. And like four months later, Bruce puts this Bruce with Adrian, the two guys that left the band, put Chemical Wedding out, and it's awesome. So you have like the weakest Maiden album, and then like yeah. four months later, you have like this amazing Bruce solo album with Adrian on it. And I was just like, I can't imagine what it was like to be in Iron Maiden <laughs> when you put out that album with like Damn Angel like... and the Gambler on it. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So has he given a timeline for the solo album? 
No, I don't think so. Yeah, because they're going to be touring next year, and then they'll be they'll probably be writing and working on songs around yeah. for the next album. Although with Bruce Dickinson, like I don't know, half the time he's like recording an album, fencing, mm. flying airplanes, doing <laughs> pilot's license. Like he's, I'm sure he can squeeze it in. Somewhere. It's amazing. <laughs> I don't know who does it. You know? Yeah. Who writes the like? Is he going to write it all? I suppose he will. I guess that's the point. Yeah, I think he has it half written. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. He said this, I can't remember in the interview, he said there's like, you're like Dr. Necropolis and like, does this other character and they're the two oh, main God. characters. <laughs> <laughs> Puppet themed album. Yeah. <laughs> Andy ripoffs. No, oh, it's, uh, see, <laughs> speaking of uh, that, there's a, uh, that, abs- that accident of birth album. Yeah. On the cover, there's a puppet and it was written by, and the album cover was done by Derek Riggs who did all the classic Maiden covers yeah and it's like this puppet with like a bat i can't remember exactly what it looks like and uh or i can't describe what it looks like is he the guy did the the iron maiden cover he was the guy that plucked out Derek rich did like all he did them all up until what was the last fear of the dark fear of the dark i think he did the sky in brave new world was the last thing he did yeah he's an interesting character he's kind of weird isn't he but anyway they the puppet that's on the cover they named him edison yeah supposed to be a joke because it was like eddie's son anyway you said, uh-huh. you said something about puppet. And it, maybe <laughs> it popped up. It popped up. Yeah. So any other news? And that's about it. Nice. I just read that interview and I thought it was cool because we were talking about uh, that song and yeah. we're wondering what he was talking about, all that oh, stuff, and awesome. where that ever came from. Because it doesn't really fit into anything else to do with the album. Yeah, I joined uh, Spotify and um, I don't know why I did. I think it's because Smart Home and just hooking everything up. And to be honest, with you, I've bought like all the Iron Maiden albums digitally and various like multiple times. And I was just like, why don't I just get Spotify? So I got everything on vinyl, MP3 anyway. Um, but uh, what what hit me about it is there's all these really cool playlists. Now I haven't been through them enough to record them, but I've I've got like two Iron Maiden pockets are really good. So I don't know what's behind Spotify. I've only been on in a week. I, I know I think you use Google Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, there's you can there's like when people create playlists you can make them public so if you search for Iron Maiden on Google you can find all these other people's ones exactly which is where I'm going because yeah. could we like create like a Bruce and a best I already have all a, those made you, I have like 30 something well I know you have them made, made. I, I can make them, them shared I just don't have them shared out but I don't know if we can do them on Spotify but the interesting thing what I see about Spotify anyway is that it seems like a lot of it is like either live or different versions or it's never like yeah just I think it has to do cuts. with like uh, the rights to Maybe. different different record companies have rights to different songs so they have to use live versions and stuff i know when they do a lot of compilations of best of mm. stuff that's outside of like certain periods they use live versions i don't know oh deadly okay um excellent so any update on the legacy of the beast the legacy um, of the beast tour yeah, the tour yeah. uh essentially the lineup. they haven't really announced anything new on the website other than adding that next night at the o2 they added a second night for the o2 that that's the only thing we went through yeah. that last time. I was um, reading on the on the website. Well, they everyone on the internet, not everyone, mm. but there's people on the internet, and they're all like trying to figure out what the set list is. Yeah. Thing. And did you see that graphic? It's like uh, I got to print it up here. Yeah, you got it right there. The, it's uh, the like it's windows. like a stained glass window. It's like five stained glass windows. Yeah, Summertime like trooper. And, yeah. And so people that. are like picking that apart, and you saw at the end of the uh, live uh, chapter, yeah, video. It shows like a video of that in the stained glass window smashing. 
I don't stuff. know if I did see that. Okay, at well, the right end, at the, the end, end of the yeah, live chapter, it's like after the, DVD, the credits. They put, they put the Eddie in the in yeah, the crate. It's after that, after the credits. Even after that, so there's it comes up with these, and then you hear like the sound. It, and yeah. it has music, and it you hear like a machine gun fire from an airplane, and you see the window smash one by one, and flames come out, and then it says like a date that they announced the tour, Ooh. and the music that they're playing underneath is for the greater good of God, um, okay. a matter of life and death. So. I don't know if that's a hint that they're going to play that Ooh, on the phone. Because as soon as you heard that, that fire, would be amazing. that would be deadly for me. I mean, especially the chance to see that live. And everyone's looking at this like stained glass graphic and picking it apart, trying to figure out like stuff that's in it. Because like you see the there's somewhere in time there's like the trooper. So yep. I don't know this one the, down well, here. The national flags. We talked about that a little bit last time. Like the the Union Jack, Scottish, and then that's French. like a mushroom cloud, and over there's French, right? Right. So the mushroom cloud, I think, is probably. Yeah, well, we, thousand suns. Yeah, or two minutes. There's a that looks like the bottom right looks like the uh, like Icarus from Flight of Icarus. Yeah. I don't know what the three cannons are. Maybe Passchendaele. Yeah, I yeah, read all this. All, and, then, yeah. and then you know, I stole all this from like reading the Iron Maiden uh, forum fan club forum. That's right. There's a big thread on here, and this is where I get all this from. And then the question for me is, you know, obviously, is is are they throwing it at you intentionally to try and throw you off? Because that yeah. to me is is something that that they just might do. So, I also think it's probably just a graphic, and people are just <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to talk about stuff like that. This trooper bear is good, but the one we had last week, the um, uh, well, we talked about it at length. I got it in the fridge there, but the um, that beer is far better than the trooper bear. I don't care what you say. Yeah, it is. Pulling it out. <laughs> the um, but the oh, the. Yeah. So for sure, for for this tour, because it's the Legacy of the Beast tour, yeah. and it's based on the Legacy of the Beast video game. That's right. The website for the Legacy of the Beast video game has albums listed, and it has, and it lists like Seventh Son, Brave New World, Power Slave, Matter of Life and Death, Peace of Mind, Beast, Book of Souls, Final Frontier. And those are the albums that are used in the game. Yeah. And those are the only ones on the website. So I think that's pretty much where the songs are going to come from. So no Dance of Death and no Blaze albums. You'll be happy. <laughs> I'll be happy. Do you want to touch that? Do you want to get on the Blaze? Uh, because yeah. I've got I've got two angles on that. Okay, let's go for if it. You're done, then I've got two angles. Okay. A, I'm conflicted. Okay. So where I'm conflicted is yeah. having watched the early years and, you know, I've always been a fan of the early albums anyway. Killers and Iron Maiden, Paul Diano. You know, to me, I know when, when I got into it, you and Fox were diehard into Killers. I listened to it. I was never into it. Vocal range wasn't there. The early days get, gives great perspective on it. And even Paul himself says, like, Bruce is his, his maiden. Yeah. So, you know, that's good. I understand also they were evolving as a band. There's some cool stuff. And, like, there's too many members to count. Oh, yeah, uh, at the beginning. There. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, it, it actually goes back, I think, to 76. Yeah, right? I should watch that uh, video again because... Yeah. I can't remember all the details. What was the name of the pub? Because you had sent it to me. We got it on our itinerary. Oh, Carton Horses? Carton Horses. We're definitely I was like, have to go there. Crown and Kettle. That's such, that's such an English... Yeah. When I first moved to the UK, Birth it was like the, the the Hare and the Hound was the first <laughs> pub I went to. And a pint, it was in Manchester, and a pint was a pound 80 for a bitter. And they were all like bitter and complaining about it. And when I first went there, they're like, where are you from? I was like, uh, Newfoundland is in Canada. And they were like... You're not French, are you? I was like, no. They're like, do you hate the French? I was like, not really, but they kind of steal our power. <laughs> they, they're like, the French are the worst. Anyway, um, so it gave me a perspective that Maiden is, um, you know, a lot more fluid. That said, it also reinforced to me that 
I think of it now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking back on it, I've kind of, so that's the two extremes is that Maiden is more fluid. My other one is that I've kind of doubled down on, on the Bruce view of Maiden. I've listened to, I watched the early, day, uh, uh, the early years documentary, and I've listened to the Blaze Bailey albums. I think I've gotten through them twice each, and to be honest with you, pulling teeth the second time. Really? Because X Factor, I would put it in my, my upper half of Maiden albums. Really? Yeah. Virtual oh Eleven's gosh. still dead last. Virtual Eleven's horrible. Yeah. There's it's a few horrible. decent... Uh, the X Factor, though, I, I think I texted you when I was listening to it, and um, you know, um, actually, no, it was, it was Virtual Eleven. Actually, the yep. Klansman, I texted you, and I said, uh, I said the Klansman leaves me wanting, and then you replied and you texted me, and you were like, "Here's Bruce doing it," and I was like, oh, "That's yeah. made, yeah. like, but that only that you're, it's made, but it makes my point." I know, and I was it's like, true. As soon as you hear him do Klansman, you're like, "This is yeah. amazing!" Like, redo it on another studio. So last time that we were doing the podcast like after that we had this discussion and you listened to lord of the flies a bunch of times yeah and you're like this is a pretty good song you're right mm. and then we watched the death on the road dvd and bruce yeah. does lord of the flies and i was like oh yeah bruce does it like 10 times better <laughs> yeah he does yeah it's true bruce like i don't know but i don't like beating up on blaze too much either because a good guy fits into the band history knew yeah. his role subbed in it's like you know I'm I'm almost taking like a sports analogy because you know I'm a huge sports fan where you know you got the Leafs and and there's the great teams and then it's a period where you got those the center that might not be the number one center steps in but keeps you going or gets you through a yeah. series and you can respect that and they still add to it. The thing but, I like about it is that like okay like Lord of the Flies and like I've heard Bruce do like Man on the Edge and yeah. Sign of the Cross and the Klansman. These are all like the kind of upbeat songs, but X Factor is so dark. Like all the other songs are so dark that like uh, it starts funny it, though, it, man. Even Priest, like Sign yeah. of the Cross, it like comes in. It's like but his voice, I think, suits those really dark yeah. songs. It does, and it is in the I don't know what the word is vernacular or whatever. It's it's in the space. Man, it's got some good rain coming down. Pouring out. It's pouring out. I don't know if the um, microphone picks that up. It's in there for me, but. I have to say, like, I'm, you know, I'm not falling in love with these albums at all. Um, it, you know, I don't, it, like, when I listen to them, I know everything that's coming, but it's just, like, cringy for me. Like, yeah. you know, it's not it's not an album that I've listened to at the same same level. Um, the other Maiden albums, you know, I mean, if, if you were to hear this, you'd say, oh, he hasn't listened to them much. I've probably been through them, you know, in the last couple of years, ten times each tops. Okay. Um, but you know, more than I would give any any other album. I mean, if it wasn't Maiden, I wouldn't even have it on my phone or I wouldn't have it in my library. There uh, are good, like, moments on there. The X Factor, uh, I really think, is good. Virtual Eleven is pretty weak. Angel and the Gambler is, uh, like, overboard with the keyboards. Like, that's crazy. Right. And then they repeat the chorus over and over at the end. There's a version of the Angel of the, and the Gambler that somebody put on YouTube where they just put, repeat the chorus for, like, it's 24 times at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and it just goes on and on forever. It's... That's pretty funny. But I mean, The Educated Fool is a great song. Future Reel is pretty good. The Klansman, yeah. I think, is a classic. Yeah. Lord of the Flies is... Yeah. I was telling you about when two worlds collide. Yeah. Uh, like, I think other, like... That has, like, a bunch of, like, awesome... Like, Deep. Uh, hold on, I'll play you a snippet of uh, when two worlds collide. And tell me you don't think this is, like, awesome Iron Maiden.
that was when two worlds collide. Okay. Which is pretty awesome, that's, but I mean... That's good. I think the lyrics turn you off, but if you listen to just, like, the music behind it all... Yeah. It, there's no, that's some good right. maiden on there. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. But I know so, you're saying... So who was on guitar there? Right, so you, it, ha- yeah. it would have had been Dave Murray and Yannick. Okay, okay, because Adrian no was gone. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was Dave Murray there. It was just... For, I don't know. That, yeah, that's excellent. It's no question. It's a good snippet. Um, I, you know, look, I, I'll concede this much ground. It's in, <laughs> it's in the space. I know, I know. Right? You know I'm going to keep mean? working on you, and you'll keep. Uh, I'm never going to love these albums. The ongoing debate about Blaze Bailey era. Uh, oh, it'll never, <laughs> it'll never happen. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, park it there, but for me, I, Blaze, he's he's a subbing in. You know, it's Tom Brady's out, get you through the regular season, hope he comes back for the playoffs. The, yeah, you know, yeah. he comes back, it's it's the Patriots. It's like, it's what it is. And, yeah, they're, they're Iron Maiden, but I'm not going to be cheering them on. Yeah, Crazy, yeah, right? Just like 1976, yeah. if you could go back in time, you wouldn't go back to 1976, even if you could see the first Iron Maiden show. But you oh, you I would. would. I'd, go, I'd love to see a Pagliano show. Really? Oh, my God, yeah. If you had one, though? if you That's a good one. Yeah. If you could go back to one. At oh, one point no. in time, you'd go back, and to like, there's no tie-in. You can't invest in Bitcoin. After death. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, live after death. That's very upgraded, though. I think. I don't know. For me, I just think the showmanship. I think I'd have to. Go 1985, live after death tour. I think yeah. that would be. Yeah. Ultimate. That would definitely be it. The um, the yeah, the peace of mind, the touring they were doing around then in the early years, they kind of cut it off there, and they were just like at their peak. It was such an interesting thing because they did it. After the fact, um, you know, kind of looking back over it. Um, actually, I never dug into this, but I'd love to get your perspective on it. The early years, they went through all the management, right, and all of the the managers, but also the record people. And they were talking about the like, did they change their management? Because some of the words they were using, I wasn't sure if like they were still with them or not. I think Rod Smallwood's been like, yeah, with Rod's been with the very, yeah, very, he's very been with them at the beginning. Yeah. But the, yeah, maybe I should have written this stuff down. The guys who. Um, who originally produced the albums? Um, I don't know if they switched record labels or what. I, mean, I don't really track that. Stuff. Yeah, like different people produced. They had, I think, Martin Birch is his name. I can't remember. Mm. I don't know. I never really get into the production and who produced this and stuff like that. I do sometimes with like. It's funny because like, I could talk your ear off all day about Iron Maiden, but I could also talk your ear off about like Kiss. <laughs> I could talk. Yeah. Your, there's a couple of bands that I could like. And Kiss, for some reason, I seem to know a lot more about who produced what album. Only because they did a lot of, like, like Bob Ezrin did, like, Destroyer, and then they did, like, Music from the Elder, which is, like, a concept album and stuff like that. Yeah, well, so, by my notes here, I'm just seeing the yeah. EMI the whole way through on the label. I don't oh, know. yeah. I don't know. You know, so who cares? <laughs> so I do have a little bit – it doesn't really matter. I do have a bit of an update on the uh, on the itinerary. Okay. So I reached out to some of the, some of the lads in, uh, in the U.K., and we have set a date. So um, we're flying in. Uh, the Manchester concert is on what? Is on uh, the 6th. But what's that? That's like, I think, is it a Sunday or Monday? I don't have my calendar in front of me. Anyway, whatever it is, the remember. day before the concert. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to be hung over the day of the concert. But we're going to be fine because <laughs> we'll sleep all afternoon. But the um, we're going to do uh, the Tram Stop Challenge in Manchester. Tram Stop Challenge. Tram Stop Challenge 2018, which is essentially you take a tram outside of town and you get off and you get a pint and then you hop, you buy a a day pass on the tram and then you hop on every, well, every stop in Manchester, there's a, I mean, 
every tram has a uh, has a pub right next to it. So it was Monday and Friday. I just looked it up. Oh, it's Monday and Friday. So it's yeah. Saturday. So we got Sunday as hangover day. Okay. After and, and we'll get a curry. So you're talking about the Sunday before the first show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Saturday night. Saturday tram is, is tram drop challenge. Yeah. Okay. And then we're just going to go pub to pub. Sunday's recovery mode. Monday is maiden. That's right. Tuesday's recovery mode. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we won't be too bad after the maiden because the yeah, adrenaline yeah. tends to burn that's off true. the booze. Like usually that's an eight, nine point night, no problem without a hangover because I can really sleep. But um, yeah, so we'll do the, we'll do the, um, every single stop on the way in. Now, depending on what line we take, we'll probably take the sale line, which is like, um, just runs up. It runs by Old Trafford, which is where you okay. know, we play, which is runs through Salford. So that's like the old Manchester, you know, used to be the Salford Boys Club, uh, you know, 120 years ago, which is why I have, you'll see, I have a green jersey. It goes back. It was the Santee American Glazer owner protest. But anyway, when I was living in Manchester, so um, we'll take that tram in, but then you're going to find it's going to turn into a bit of a shit show because we'll end up <laughs> like having to skip stops on the way yeah. because people will get lost and it'll okay. just be messed. So right now I've got about um, six or seven lads confirmed, all of them uh, livers of steel and old school. <laughs> but of steel. They, they've already put in the, in the bookings with the wives. So uh, they... <laughs> That's one of these things like you can't cancel a pub day a year in advance. So that's that's the big change there. Um, on the London side, um, have the tickets gone out for sale for the second London show? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think they went for sale like a long time ago. Right away when they re- released the show. So we haven't figured that out on tickets yeah. yet. I don't know if I would do two London shows in a row. But yeah. You never know. Back to back. The second the second show to me is, is the draw. Yeah. I don't know. Fantastic. All right. Um, did we cover all the news? Yeah, that was just a bit about the solo album. Okay. But he, Bruce said more, more solo albums, more Maiden. More solo albums, more Maiden. It was great, great news. I look forward to that. So we don't have uh, any more details on when he's recording, where he's recording. So we'll have to follow. No, it's just that one interview yeah. with him. But that's awesome. That's also a good sign that he wants to do another album. So and so also probably hopefully could, people can hear all this over. The rainstorm, the, the it's like rain. better than snow. Raining. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? At the yeah. very least, though, it, it implies that he's his health's in good shape. Oh yeah. Excellent. So we'll wrap it up there. Okay. And we remember to plug the microphone in this time. Last time <laughs> we didn't do it. Yeah. So we had some spiking. We did a microphone test, and then yeah. we had a couple of beers, and, and then we left it unplugged. Yeah. But it, you know what? MacBook. Oh yeah. We'll fix it after. Fix it after. (laughs) All right, we'll sign off there. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.